What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as always, by my esteemed colleague, Lauren Arbach. Ooh, I'm an esteemed colleague this week. I like that, Andrew. <laughs> I got to keep it fresh, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of how many different terms I can use to say mm-hmm. that you co-host the show with me. <laughs> it's like, this is what keeps me up at night. I'm like taking I, notes. Like, I know. Going I, through this thesaurus, you know? Ooh, yeah. See, I, I like this. It's like I'm a thesaurus worthy. I'm an esteemed colleague. I'm liking it. My Thursday is now, I think, better. It's It's looking up, you know? That's good. Well, yeah. you know, another reason that it could be looking up is that we get football tonight. We do. So, we do get football. And actually, tonight. you know, usually these Thursday night games are like, you know, you've talked about this before, yeah. I think. They're usually like a dud. Eh, like they're yeah. usually two bad teams playing. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're getting this week. I mean, we are getting the 7-0 and Cardinals and the 6-1 and Packers. Um, the, yeah. We do have a little little bit of Thursday night craziness. A little in this COVID game. kerfuffle, if you will. Little yes, a COVID <laughs> kerfuffle. There you go. Yeah. I guess you've been using the thesaurus too. <laughs> I uh, have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. So let's just jump right into it. We're going to preview yeah. every single week eight matchup uh, for fantasy purposes. Um, you know, talk about what we're uh, how we're uh, ranking players this week and what kind of things we're looking to see to uh, see what might transpire that would affect uh, rest of season value and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with this Packers Cardinals game. Um, like you said, there's a COVID kerfuffle. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, you know, I'm trotting out Robert Tunyon at my tight end in one mm-hmm. league. I'm trotting out Randall Cobb mm-hmm. uh, as a wide receiver in another league. Um, in the Scott Fishbowl, I have Aaron Jones and I'm feeling uh, extra good about Aaron Jones this week, I think, because uh, he's a really talented pass catching back, and mm. I think they're going to need to make use of that. Uh, I sort of, I sort of feel like you know Aaron Rodgers deserves our trust, and he, uh, I heard on another pod um, that he's actually been even better without Devonte Adams in the lineup than mm. he has with him. So interesting. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I this is a huge game. I mean, the Cardinals are probably still the favorite to win. They're at home. They're undefeated. Uh, they won't have J.J. Watt, though. Right. He's out for the season now with <clears throat> shoulder surgery. So mm-hmm. I think it, I think this is going to be a high-scoring back-and-forth kind of a game. I think the Packers can stay in this game, uh, which means that guys like Tanyan and Cobb are sneaky fantasy options this week. Uh, I agree with you. you. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I agree with everything that you've said. You know, I know that when we had spoken earlier in the week on our um, – in our uh, week seven recap podcast, you know, I had said that I'm, you know, not really super high on Tanyan or on Tanyan, but, um, you know, I'm the week is we're later in the week here. And I think that he is a really good, um, a really good, uh, player this week. He and Cobb, you know, with, I was really into Lazard before Lazard, you know, hit the COVID list as well. So I like that. I like, uh, Tanyan. I like Cobb. Um, you know, do you think that those are the, the two kind of beneficiaries out in, in terms of the passing game? Do you see someone like maybe an, an Amari Rogers being a sneaky pick, or do you think that's a little bit too deep? Or, um, uh, I would Brown? go with Equinemia St. Brown yeah. before Amari Rogers, just yeah. because, um, St. Brown has actually been getting a few snaps here and there is so he far. He's actually going to be playing. Uh, is he? Because isn't he coming off the IR? Is he, is he playing? Uh, no, no, Marquez Valdez Gantlin. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see Except if there's an announcement today about MVS. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if MVS is active, then uh, that doesn't really uh, affect my enthusiasm too much for Tunyon and Cobb because I still mm-hmm. think, um, you know, MVS will be coming back from a long layoff and he's sort of a boomer bust. He's not really a high volume guy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, so I, you know, I would still be happy to uh, take a shot on Tunyon and Cobb regardless of the MVS news, but I do think if he's active, that kind of would kill any deep league appeal of an equinemius St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, but if, if MVS isn't active and it's a really deep league, I mean, you could do worse. Um, you know, St. Brown has been um, getting some snaps, like I said, here and there. Amari Rogers is a rookie who's barely seen the field. So mm-hmm. I, I would really try to avoid him if at all mm-hmm. possible. But yeah, um, one other point on Tanya, um, I did see Heath Cummings tweeted that uh, the Cardinals have given up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends this season. Yeah. Uh, but he did mention that the tight ends they've faced, and it's not exactly a murderer's row mm-hmm. uh, of tight ends other than I think Tyler Higby was the only – really good one that they've faced so far. So, and he, even he's not like Kelsey or something. So, you know, I think with tight ends, it's interesting because on the one, you know, I had a little discussion on Twitter about this myself after I saw that tweet, because uh, on the one hand, I think, uh, you know, you can't really tell much about those stats, like fantasy points allowed to tight ends. If they haven't, if you don't look at which tight ends they face, because there's really only like, five or 10 tight ends in the league um, that really get actively targeted and the rest are kind of just, you know, background noise. Mm-hmm. So um, if they haven't faced any of them, they, they might have good stats against tight ends, but it won't mean a whole lot. Uh, but at the same time, I do think it's a, it's a distinct position compared to wide receivers. So some teams schematically don't cover tight ends well. Um, so if you see, uh, if you look at like adjusted fantasy points and you try to uh, hone in on the defenses that really, struggle in particular against tight ends and uh you know you see even though they maybe haven't faced all of the best ones and they're still giving up a lot of points then it might be something that you would want to exploit so um you know basically where i come down on it with tanyan is i'm not i'm not overreacting because the cardinals really haven't faced many uh great tight ends so i'm not i'm not gonna uh overrate that statistic in this particular instance yeah i mean i think that that's that's a good point um you know, and I like I said, I do think that he is he's a he has more of my attention as of this point in the week than he normally would. So, given everything, um, do you see it? What about on the Arizona side? Anything uh, notable or that we should consider fantasy wise? You know, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes these teams that are like having really great seasons that you don't have a lot to say because mm-hmm, right. it's it's just everything's working for them. You know what I mean? Um, I I think we kind of know what the situation is with Arizona at this point pretty well. Um, the one thing, of course, is keeping an eye on uh, Zach Ertz yeah. is, you know, as he continues to be worked into the um, into the fold there. I mean, he caught a long touchdown last week. We need to see if that's if he's going to be kind of consistently getting six or seven targets in this offense or if that's, um, you know, if he's going to, you know, not quite see that much usage. And mm-hmm. um, if he does, I, it's really like you mentioned, I think, on our last show, it's going to be a, a major hit to Rondale Moore, who. Mm-hmm. Uh, just may not be able to get on the field all that often uh, at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's it. I mean, that's my – that is my Arizona note is to kind of urge in the mix and kind of see, you know, what that usage is and, yeah, how that ultimately will affect Rondell Moore. So. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, um, Chase Edmonds actually out had more carries than James Conner last week for the mm-hmm. first time all season. Uh, I don't really think that we should make too much of that, though. Um, I think – it's pretty set what the roles are for these guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Edmonds 
has actually been playing more red zone um, snaps than Connor, but whenever they run the ball down at the goal line, it's been Connor. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I think we know what we have here. It's yeah, you know, the Connor's the grind it out. Yeah, yeah. Connor will play. You know, get the between the tackles carries. He'll get a lot of work in the second half. Um, you know, in games they're leading comfortably. Although they may try to, you know, preserve him a little bit because of his injury history. But um, you know, Edmonds is the between the twenties guy, catching a lot of passes. Um, but they're both vi- they're both viable RB three types. Um, mm-hmm. Just about every week. Yeah. No, this is this will be a good Thursday night game. I think I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, for sure. All right, let's move on to the Sunday games. We'll start with Miami at Buffalo. Um, the Bills are coming off a bye, so and they're another one of those teams that uh, I don't know if there's that much really to say. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. they're a really potent team. In fact, I'm in one league. Uh, but there's, a, there's a guy in our league who literally has every player on the Bills. Basically, <laughs> the only one he doesn't have is Zach Moss, but he has. I kid you not, he has Josh Allen. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, the Buffalo defense, Tyler Bass, and he he had Dawson even Knox, the and he just picked, yeah, <laughs> even the kicker, and he, he and he had Dawson Knox, and he just picked up Sweeney. Wow, yep, yep, Tommy <laughs> yeah, he's Sweeney. really going all in on, <laughs> really the, on the Bills. Um, I mean, granted, uh, you couldn't really pick a better team to do that with, right. but still, I, I I question that strategy uh, to its extreme. Uh, that's, he, I kind I. Yeah, that, that's a bold move. I actually do. I like that. I, I, I like that. Uh, rolling out with with the Bills. <laughs> well, if he trades Damian Harris for Zach Moss and then starts Cole Beasley over Adam Thielen, I'm going to have some con- some questions <laughs> for him. But um, most of those other guys are weekly starters, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, so. that's so funny. Um, but yeah, I think the main questions, as always, are on the on the Miami side here. Um, you know, I think Miles Gaskin's arrow is definitely pointing up with uh, Malcolm Brown on mm-hmm. injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it wouldn't shock me if like Salvin Ahmed ends up having the big game. That's always possible with this team. But at least it's now down to two options instead of three. So, um, you know, I think I think Gaskin, um, it's, this would seem to be a game that would favor him. I mean, if they fall behind, he's their best pass catching back. So, um I would think he would get some opportunities to make plays in this game, um, you know, uh, regardless of score, but especially if they're behind. Yeah, I think so, too. And also, you know, I think that, you know, Miami is going to have a difficult time moving the ball this week. And, um, you know, I I think I brought this up the other day, but, you know, Mike Kosicki, I think, you know, you don't always necessarily want to be targeting tight ends, but he leads the team in receiving yards. He's getting heavily targeted each week. He may be kind of a good sneaky play this week in terms of being a quick dump off option for Tua. Um, mm. Because I think that they're just going to have uh, problems moving, moving the, uh, the ball this week, I think. So um, that's interesting. He, he could be a sneaky I, I, play, I think. Yeah. He's actually been the number one tight end over the last two weeks, but mm-hmm. um, I actually downgraded him in my hmm. rankings this week just because, of that matchup with Buffalo. I just think passing the ball against mm-hmm. Buffalo is really tough. Um, they are only middle of the pack and uh, adjusted fantasy points a lot to tight ends. So maybe you're right. Maybe that's, maybe they'll have, maybe Tua will have more success mm-hmm. throwing to Gesicki than he will to the wide receivers. I don't really want any point, any part of Tua uh, or um, really any of the wide receivers, even Waddle to me at this point. I think between the fact that, uh, you know, we may have Devonte Parker coming back this week um, and just the just how difficult a matchup this is against Buffalo. I, I'm I, I'm You're fading. not very uh, enthusiastic about Waddle uh, for this week. 
Yeah, I can see that, and I'm yeah. I just am curious to see what the what the gesicki um, kind of usage is, just because I think that you know people you know people I don't think really are thinking much about him, but he he has been playing an integral role in this offense. So for sure, I I think he's like pushed his way into that like top six or seven mm-hmm, tight for end. Sure. Uh, category. It's just uh, this particular matchup is not the best. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, moving on. Carolina at Atlanta, two kind of middling teams here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like Atlanta, though, is starting to really find their groove mm-hmm. offensively, whereas Carolina is going the opposite direction. They're yeah. really crumbling offensively, and it's uh, largely because of Sam Darnold. Although, Robbie Anderson is also playing pretty poorly. He's just um, dropping all the balls, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, you know, I, you know, Robbie Anderson, in the league you and I are in together, he got mm-hmm. dropped in our in the league this week. I put in a bid. I initially put in an $11 bid for him, and then I was like, is he really worth $11? And I dropped mm-hmm. it to 6 Uh He ended up going for 10 So mm-hmm. I, I would have got him if I kept my original bid, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if – um, that would be I'm going to miss buy. that too much. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of depth in that league, so I didn't really need him anyway. But um, I don't know. I, he's still getting like double-digit targets every week. So mm-hmm. um, I do think he should still be rostered across the board. Um, you know, I, it's sort of like at some point, some of those targets have to turn into big plays, don't they? Yeah. I mean, you would think it's like um, he just – it seems so easy just to be like, well, he just has to catch the balls. <laughs> you know, he's getting targeted. Right. He just has to catch them, you know. Um, but, yeah, you would think that there would be some sort of uh, positive regression with that because you're right. He has been peppered um, a lot. You know, he's up there with DJ Moore, and he just hasn't been able to, to, to you know, catch the ball. So um, if he can do that, I think that, you know, Sam Darnold is looking his way and that, that, that you know, that could go up. The arrows could go up there. Um, I'm not ruling him out by any means at this point. Um, I think that there has to be kind of, yeah, better days for him. And um, what do you think about Sam Darnold in this one? Do you think it's a good uh, kind of a rebound game? I mean, it's a good opportunity for him to rebound. Do you think he's, I guess the better question is, do you think that, that he can and will? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't start him in a league. I mean, I, you know, I understand the streaming appeal mm-hmm. just based on the matchup. Uh, Atlanta has given up the second most adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks behind only the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great matchup, um, but he's just playing so poorly right now. Uh, and even early in the season, a lot of his fantasy value was derived kind of flukishly, I think, from like long runs and touchdown runs in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so I, that was always kind of due to kind of um, regress, I think. Um, but I think the obviously passing McCaffrey. is being there well miss yeah that's a big thing too for sure i mean and that and mccaffrey you know a lot of people say oh well how much does a running back matter for the for the quarterback well it matters a ton uh you know i mean it matters anyway any running back any good running back matters just because you need balance to sort of open up passing lanes but Mm -hmm. uh with mccaffrey he's also like an incredible weapon in the passing game so um you know chuba hubbard is fine but Mm -hmm. uh, it's a major downgrade and it is um, it is a factor, but mm-hmm. I think Darnold is also just, you know, he's sort of being exposed and he's playing very poorly. So, um, for me, like that Trump's matchup, I just, it's a great matchup, but I, I want a quarterback who actually is in form, you know? So like, mm-hmm. I'd rather go with like a Carson Wentz than a Sam Darnold just because Carson Wentz is playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's playing really poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on the Atlanta side, you know, uh, we've talked about Cordero Patterson. I mean, 
it's just so exciting what he's doing right now. It's so exciting what Kyle Pitts is doing right now. Both of these guys have had really big breakouts. Um, and Calvin Ridley's kind of been a little left behind. <laughs> uh, do you think this is the week where, where Ridley um, gets back on track? Yeah, I don't, you know, it's interesting because I think that um, I was looking at this the other day and, you know, really only has one game with more than 10 fantasy points this season. He only has two touchdowns on the season and he's kind of been a little bit lost. I think, um, you know, I think starting the season, it was just, he was, he was up there. He's one of the top wide receivers. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, the Falcons just, they weren't able to kind of find their groove, like you said. And they had a slow start off to the season, but they've come around in the past three games or so. And yeah, I think that I think that um, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little bit of a bounce back, um, you know, game this week. I do think, you know, we've talked about uh, Cordero Patterson a lot, but I think that he's kind of the key to, you know, kind of that's unlock this offense to a certain extent because I think defenses don't necessarily know. Um, you know, they have to cover Ridley, they have to cover Pitts, and they don't, you know, really know what, what's going on with Patterson, you know, and that's how, why he's been so effective, I think. And um, I think that's really unlocked this offense and has been the key to their success, you know, partially in, in these past couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I can – I don't know. I guess Ridley would be, you know, maybe like a wide receiver 15 for me this week, kind of in that, in mm-hmm. that ballpark. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind of bullish on him because I have him at wide receiver 10. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I just – you know, we talk about um, – Robbie Anderson and all the targets he's seeing, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley is still getting double digit targets every single week. So, I mean, he's had, he's had at least 10 every week since week one. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a lack of opportunity really. Um, you know, I just think he and Matt Ryan haven't, you know, fully been on the same page or it hasn't led to, uh, you know, a lot of big plays yet. But, um, I, I just, I mean, these, these guys are a proven commodity. Like this, this worked quite well last season, and I don't really see any reason that it can't work just as well this season. I, I mostly would just attribute his slow start just to sort of, cha- you know, just kind of random noise that happens mm-hmm. in the course of a season. Like I, I haven't really downgraded my expectations for Ridley very much. From it's not from like a skill pre-season. downgrade or anything like that. It just no, yeah, no. Well, it's just like every if you look at every player in the league, like half of them are going to be have better first halves of the season than second halves and vice versa, you know? So maybe he's just a player that is going to have a better second half than first half, you know? So this kind of stuff just happens. I mean, he's the usage is still there. The talent is still there. Uh, Matt Ryan's playing well. So it's not like his quarterbacks washed up, you know, I just, I don't really see any reason to think that Ridley can't be a wide receiver one over the rest of the season. And, you know, this isn't the, the, the greatest matchup, but it's certainly not like an awful matchup either. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm still ranking Calvin Ridley as a wide receiver one. Okay. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. All right. Let's move on to the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. Um, this game has a pretty low over under a 42 Browns favored by three and a half. Uh, Baker Mayfield has made a uh, stunning recovery from his, his injuries uh he's got a torn labrum and a fractured what which bone is it the humerus humerus bone Mm -hmm. in his shoulder Mm -hmm. um but it's his non-throwing arm and uh he's apparently going to gut through it and play he uh fully practiced yesterday and stefanski basically said he's going to start so i don't uh, know about that call but just because i think that um there's not a huge drop-off i don't think between him and case keenum and 
I don't know. I know he wants to play through it. You know, it's like you're wired as an athlete. It's like, I, you know, put me in coach sort of stuff. Um, and maybe it'll be fine, but I, you know, I don't know. I would think that if he, and I don't know, maybe, maybe, a, a you know, an extra week or two doesn't really Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's like a uh, it's like a pain tolerance Mm -hmm. issue, but like Mm -hmm. it's not the kind of injuries that are going to. I think I read somewhere that he's going to need surgery in the off season. So you know, I just think it might not be the kind of injury that's going to heal in a couple weeks anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, and you know, Mayfield's a super competitive guy, and he probably is just pushing to play and. Mm Um, but I agree with your, I agree with your main point. I don't think the offense changes that much with mm-hmm. Case Keenum under center versus Mayfield. It's still a run first team. Uh, and you know, with, with competent quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I think, uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get Nick Chubb back for this game and, uh, they're going to, we're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb in this game, I would guess. Yeah. Um, but we'll probably see a decent amount of Dearness Johnson mm-hmm. too. It seems like he's really earned it. So it's going to be, that's what I'll be watching for, I guess. Does, does Dearness Johnson get the full Kareem Hunt role, mm-hmm. um, now that Chubb is back? Uh, because if he does, I think he's definitely on the fantasy radar. Yeah. No, I, I think that's that's definitely something that we want to kind of, you know, I'll be monitoring. And, you know, I, I'm also interested because I think that the way you want to attack Pittsburgh is kind of through the air. That's, you know, they have um, kind of an above average, I think, uh, rushing defense. And so you want to go through the air. But this team um, is a run first team. And it's like, who would it, if they're going through the air, who would it be? And is it if, you know, should will they just be like, screw it, we're still just, just running this ball? Um, because I would think so. Yeah, they're just going to go that way. That's that's the plan. I mean, I, I think that I think that the, the Browns believe in their running game enough that, I mean, yes, Pittsburgh should. is a good yeah. run defense, but I still think the Browns can run the ball on Pittsburgh. I okay. really do. Um, and I just, you, you know, you don't want to get out of what you are as a team. So, uh but you know that being said, maybe maybe like Landry or Beckham, one of them can end up having a big game. I just it's hard to really know uh, which of them it would be. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be excited about either of them. You know, I mean, I think this, yes, this, and I think that's true. I think you don't want to get too cute, and you you want to stick with with your identity as a team. It's carried them very far. Um, they have an excellent backfield, and they should just kind of put out their best. I mean, that's their that's their best way, right? Is, is with the yeah. game. So, I also yeah. think you still have injuries going on with both of those receivers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Beckham is clearly dealing with uh, injuries in both of his shoulders right now. And then Landry actually missed practice uh, yesterday, Wednesday um, with a knee injury. Um, mm-hmm. So it's apparently not related to the MCL injury that uh, sidelined him earlier in the season, but mm-hmm. Uh, it's still something that needs to be monitored. So yeah. um, I, I would say, you know, we don't know which of them is going to get the targets. They're not, neither of them is going to probably be a hundred percent. So they're kind of dicey wide receiver three flex types at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh side? I it's mean, like you know, I, I, I think, I think we pretty much know that we, no. we can play, um, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Najee Harris Mm -hmm. most weeks you know I still I still think Claypool is going to have a huge breakout at some point this season it hasn't happened yet but maybe this is the week that it happens but um, I just I really think that especially with Juju Smith-Schuster out there's just so much opportunity there Mm -hmm. um, for Claypool and I think he's going to 
he's also just the kind of player that might, you know, be a little more boomer bust, but he could easily end up having like some sort of, you know, 150 yard, three touchdown game at some point this season. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of talent. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited. I'm still excited to, to slot those three guys into my lineup every week. Um, I actually think Roethlisberger is not the worst option this week if you're, I mean, in a super flex league uh, more so. I mean, he's not really on the streaming radar, although, um, you know, I have him at QB 20, but which doesn't sound high, but I do have him ahead of Sam Darnold, who we were talking about before. Oh, I have him ahead of Tua, who's facing Buffalo. So, you know, I, I, if, if it's a super flex league and you're starting him, it's not, I wouldn't feel too bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one thing I'm really looking for is like who is going to benefit the most from Juju's absence. You know, uh, will it be, I, I think it's going to be Pat Fryermuth, the rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be a wide receiver. It could be a, 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 um, Ray Ray McLeod, or it could be a James Washington. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But uh, my bet is on Fryermuth right now. Yeah. It's still up in the air. Um, and I do like, I do like Fryermuth. Um, you know, I think he had like seven targets last week and, um, you know, they don't have a problem um, throwing to their tight ends. They like to give them volume, and that's that's what you want. So, um, and if he can kind of soak up more and play, he, soak up more targets and play more of a role, um, you know, moving forward, then I think that he's a, also a really good uh, kind of sneaky tight end. Because I don't think that most people um, are kind of really well aware of Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, someone on Twitter called him. Uh... Heath Miller 2.0. So <laughs> I love Heath Miller. <laughs> yeah, well, Ben Roethlisberger Heath, yeah. loved Heath Miller yep. too. So Heath. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Cincinnati <laughs> at the Jets. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the over under is forty two and a half, and the Bengals are favored by ten and a half. This is a huge mismatch on paper. Uh, I am very excitedly starting the Cincinnati defense <laughs> against Mike White. Yep. Um, I, I know early on our last show, I sort of spoke up for Corey Davis and said, all hope should not be lost. Uh, but I, lost I, I have week? sort of, well, so he actually did make some catches for Mike White um, last week, but mm-hmm. I, I worry about when a defense gets a full week to prepare to stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, that he it could be really bad. So uh, I did actually drop Corey Davis in a league this week to to pick up the aforementioned Randall Cobb. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't really want any part of the Jets offense no. this week. I mean, Michael Carter, I still have some hope for rest of season, but I I don't want to start him on a team that might struggle to score fifteen points. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's true. <laughs> Although you know, when White came in, he he was passing to Carter and Ty Johnson a lot out of the backfield. So maybe you know, again, you know, talking about security blankets and quick dump offs, maybe that's the route that they're going to go, and that's an easy one for him to do. So I don't I don't know. I don't think it's you know I've got, I've got Michael um, Carter and uh, Scott Fishbowl, and I'm, I mean I'm rolling him out this week. I mean it, I do have kind of an ugly uh, running back landscape at the moment, but um, you know I I think that there are, there are kind of worse running backs out there. But yeah, I'm, yeah, it's you know, a deep league, so yeah, you know. So I mean I have I Carter know. as my RB we'll thirty two right now, so okay. it's you know I I could see it as an RB three flex type. Mm-hmm. I just. I feel like it's more like a floor play than a ceiling play. You know, yes, I don't really see is. the path to 
him scoring two touchdowns or something like that, you know? No, 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 I'm not, no I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, um, can he yeah. get 50 to 70 total yards from scrimmage? I would think probably so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's yeah. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly, you know, and um, you know, not for Cincy since, though. Not well, no, not for Cincy. Uh, I think <laughs> Cincy will continue to roll this week, um, you know. And is it can can Jamar Chase be stopped? Do you think at really any point? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get <laughs> well, stopped this you know, week. It's actually interesting. I, I mean, I love Jamar Chase. I think he's a great player, but. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I wonder if he's starting to get maybe a little bit overrated right now mm. because um, he has broken some huge plays uh, this season that probably aren't sustainable. You know, um, I mean, I still think he's a wide receiver one, but uh, you know, some people are saying he's the wide receiver one. You know, and I, I don't. I wouldn't go quite that far. Um, I do think I have him as my wide receiver four in my rest of season rankings, but uh, you know, I, he's. There's a gap between, um, you know, D- Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and mm-hmm. Chase, in my mind. I think Chase is more lumped in with a lot of other really great receivers, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, those types of players, mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin types. You know, um, I you know I do think it's going to shift a little towards Higgins at some point. I mean, Higgins is still getting a ton of targets. It's just not turned into big plays yet, and whereas Chase, it's – Every time he touches the ball, it seems to turn into some huge play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to balance out a little bit um, over time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think Jamar Chase is going to feast in this matchup. Um, you know, I have him as my, let's see, I have him as my wide receiver. Well, I have him as my wide receiver eight this week. So oh, okay. I'm, I'll bet there's other people that have him higher. But yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, the, the Jets have actually been pretty good at defending wide receivers this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've given up the, uh, let's see, the ninth fewest fantasy, adjusted fantasy points to wideouts. So um, maybe it's like more of a, uh, I think it might be more of a Joe Mixon game. The, they've given up the most adjusted fantasy points to running backs. So um, okay. maybe, right. you know, maybe maybe this is, you know, and maybe even Samaj P. Ryan in a deeper league could be a good flex option in this game, especially because they'll probably get up big and then they can maybe run the ball with P. Ryan in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You trotting out C.J. Uzoma? Yes, I am. I am I am all <laughs> in on the C.J. Uzoma. I mean, I, listen, and I know what he is. He's not going to get more than three targets. But he's got that five touchdowns in four games, and you know. Yeah, but how sustainable is that, though? Well, I, I'm just going to roll with it until it stops. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, like a lot of these guys are touchdown or bust, and he's definitely that. I just, I much prefer Tunyon, as I said, because um, I just think he's not he's not touchdown or bust. He's touchdown or maybe a few catches, because like Tunyon at least now seems likely to get at least six targets, um, given all the missing players in that offense yeah. but well I told you like the, I moved the needle a little bit on Tanya this week um but it will move right back down um going into next so week. you're taking him over Uzoma this week though I want you on record <clears throat> I actually I don't know well I was actually gonna look uh you write an article on this for fan tracks right I hold uh, on I put my ranking down I was just curious because I know that I moved him up I just don't know where let me look um, I have him as Tunyon is 11 and I've got Uzoma at 13. Okay. So I do yeah. have Tunyon. I, above, see, yeah. I have Tunyon at seven and oh, Uzoma no, I can't at 15. Go that high. 
I had, I mean, uh, I had him, I had Uzoma um, higher than Tunyon, um, and then with the COVID news, I moved him just ahead. But he was just behind uh, Uzoma, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm still taking, I, I, I'm probably going to be the low guy in Uzoma every week, because mm-hmm. I just don't, I just don't trust this. I don't think this is sustainable. Um, you know, I. I'll I'll prefer him over Mo Ali Cox, but he's basically that kind of option for me. Those like, two are exactly bust. the same for me. You yeah, know, where you're not going yeah. to the targets, but they have been scoring. Once that tails off, then then I'll move on to someone else. But um, exactly, they but, have been doing it recently. So, I'm but I prefer that. like I prefer guys like um, Ricky Seals Jones or mm-hmm. even Tyler Conklin. I think Tyler Conklin in that Dallas. Well, we'll get to that matchup, but <laughs> I just think these guys that actually can see seven, eight targets in a game potentially. I'd I'd, I'd rather trust that than uh, the Uzoma, you yeah. know, catching a seventy-yard touchdown again. I I totally hear that. I totally get it. But I'm I'm just I'm just riding it right now. So all right. I have all, fair yeah, enough. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on to this. Should be a very interesting game. The Titans at the Colts. Yeah. Uh, this is. Um, 50 and a half over under uh, the Colts are slight favorites. They're at home, um, but it should be a very close game. Uh, Tennessee's playing really well right now. Uh, Indianapolis is playing pretty well right now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this, you know, the, the Colts really need this game um, to stay in the division hunt. Uh, what are you looking for fantasy wise here? Um, you know, I actually, I like this matchup for both uh, quarterbacks. I've been a little bit low, um, on Tannehill uh, recently, but I do I, I do like this game for him. I really like it for Wentz. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been riding kind of the Colts recently. You know, they've kind of found their groove. It's another team that's found their groove. I think you know they've won three of their past four games. Um, you know, and he has during that time. You know, Wentz has a eight to zero, you know, touchdown to interception uh, ratio. So he's playing well. Um, it's kind of, it's very limited, you know, in terms, you know, when we talk about target trees, it's, it's, it's really just this, this team operates. It's, it's Wentz, it's Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and then Michael, Michael Pittman. And um, I do think that Jonathan Taylor will have a, have a good day today or good day on Sunday. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of rolling with, with the Colts in general, and I and and I like them. Um, and then with with Tennessee, um, like I said, I think this is a good matchup for Tannehill. But really, I mean, this is this is King Henry's team, right? Derrick Henry and. Um, but I think AJ Brown is also a good play today. Or today, I keep saying today, a good play on <laughs> Sunday. Um, you know, I. I I would kind of have him as, I guess, maybe like a wide receiver five or six, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the Colts are giving up. Um, I have uh, AJ Brown as my wide receiver five. Five, okay, yeah. I yep. mean, you you can exploit the Colts through the air, and um, I think that that's 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 what will happen. I think it'll be a high scoring game. I I do like uh, players on both sides in this one, so. Yeah, it's interesting because both defenses are more susceptible um, through the air than on the ground. But these teams have two of the best running backs in the entire NFL. So, uh, you know, I I don't think it's going to really much matter what what defense they're facing when you, yeah. when it comes to Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. They're both every week top five running backs. I mean, Henry is every week number one matchup proof. Uh, but Taylor has really been coming on strong mm-hmm. and uh, – 
even though he still doesn't get as many snaps as he should. I mean, if he ever was playing like 80% of the snaps, he might be doing Derrick Henry kind of things statistically too. Mm-hmm. But as it is, he's still he's still doing pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you love the running backs. And like like you said, I think it is a good a good matchup for both passing games. I have uh, Wentz is my QB 12 and Tannehill at QB 14. So they're both definitely in that streamer conversation mm-hmm. once you get past all of the like every week starter types. I think mm-hmm. they're two of the best options you could find. Yeah, I like them. All right. Uh, moving on, Philadelphia at Detroit. Uh, these are two really uh, dysfunctional teams right now. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the Eagles coach, Nick Sirianni, did a press conference where he talked about watering the flowers and fertilizing every week. No, no, I, I missed that. No. <laughs> he gave this really, like, uh, I think he was – he was trying to be inspirational, but it sounded like he was high. Uh, <laughs> um, it was just like he's like, "Man, we gotta, we gotta fertilize the flowers every week and water the plants." Um, no, I so yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, you should watch that. It's uh, it's entertaining, but um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he can fertilize the 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 plants against Detroit. I mean, that's uh, this is a really favorable matchup um, for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, we know the story with Jalen Hurts. I mean, maybe the question is, if they actually are ahead in this game, is that bad for Jalen Hurts? Because he tends to put up all of his stats in garbage time. So yeah. what happens if they actually get out to an early lead here? Um, you know, it seems like it's got fantasy managers are going to end up getting annoyed. Like Jordan uh, Howard is going to end up scoring like two touchdowns or something in this game. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think... Yeah. Oh, go on. No, I, no, you please. You oh, well, well, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see this as, as being a good game for Devonta Smith because he's so tied, you know, to Jalen Hurts. And I think there's so much potential there. And he is the wide receiver one, you know, in that offense. And, um, you know, hopefully if, you know, if they can get up... Uh, if they can get kind of a significant lead early on, you know, maybe maybe you'll maybe Devonta Love will get some from some fantasy love this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I I'm more excited about Dallas Goddard. Um, I just mm-hmm. think he's um, it's but at tight end he's now. I think I have him as like tight end three this week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like should just see a ton of targets. Really favorable matchup. Yeah, um, I have him at three yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know. Ertz leaving town has really been a huge uh, boost for Goddard. So Mm -hmm. I think we might start to see uh, the fruit of that this week. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, with their running game, I, Mm -hmm. you know, Gainwell is the only one I would feel willing to, to trust as a, as a fantasy start this week. But um, even there, it's going to be interesting. I I don't know if he's really going to take on a lot of early down work. Um, Mm -hmm. He might just, kind of stay more as the pass down back. I mean, this team also just never runs the ball. So, um, you know, I, I, I picked up Boston Scott a few places. Um, it's kind of a wait-and-see situation there. But uh, I, it's quite possible that this team just doesn't provide a reliable uh, fantasy option at running back, uh, even with Miles Sanders out. Yeah, that'll be interesting to to kind of watch. Um yeah, it's just, uh, you know, this offense is just really kind of kooky right now. Um, but I have come around to De- to DeAndre Swift, though. Um, Yay! And yeah, so I, you know, he had a really great game last week, and he's, you know, involved in that passing game. And 
I've uh, I've come around on that, so I, I thought you'd like to like to know that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, DeAndre Swift is like. I mean, he's like a he's like a wide receiver that also gets like ten carries a game. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his his rush his receiving value is immense. I mean, um, I you know it's it's actually I wrote about this in the running back roundup over a fantasy press this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like what what Alvin Kamara and Austin Eckler used to be is what DeAndre Swift is now, mm-hmm. and it's it because. Kamara and Eckler haven't really been that this season. Interestingly, they right. um, they are still occasionally getting used in the passing game, but they are both running the ball between the tackles a lot more this season than they ever have before. Um, so they they've kind of become a little bit more like traditional running backs, and Swift is the one who has become the the new Kamara hmm. Eckler type. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even need to really talk about their wide receivers, I guess. Uh, you know, Hawkinson is still a good play, but, uh, you know, Khalif Raymond, Amon Ross, St. Brown, they're kind of roll the dice uh, flex yeah. options at it's, best. It, yeah. It's depending on kind of your, your league and your format if you really, if that's worth chasing. So Exactly. Yeah. All right. San Francisco at Chicago. Over <laughs> under in this one is not even 40 yeah, points. I know. Uh, steer clear everybody steer clear yeah yeah this, although you know i the running backs in this game are still yeah, that's true decent right uh, yeah. i'm happy to start elijah mitchell and uh khalil herbert too mm-hmm. yeah i mean i kind of like do you have them kind of in the same ballpark uh with your running back ranks this week i would think so let me check real yeah. quick I'm, I'm guessing they're both in that you know mid-range mm-hmm. running back too yeah actually i have mitchell at 18 and Herbert at 19 yeah. so back to back in fact there you go um yeah, yeah I mean and th- like honestly though with this game I'm just kind of watching Justin Fields I just want to see uh, you know how I'm done watching Justin I, Fields. I am see I'm still in <laughs> I want to see what what is going on here and um you know like I said is it is it something where he's just not been given the opportunity to really succeed you know whether it's design plays or, or whatnot or Maybe he's just not ready, or if it's that combo of both. But um, I don't know. I, I don't. Or maybe it's a train wreck watch for me. I don't know. But I am still. I'm still watching Justin Fields. I mean, last week was a real train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know his his like forlorn, like sad look on the sidelines has become like a internet meme now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't. To me, last week was like the straw that broke the camel's back with Justin Fields. I I, I need a break from Justin yeah. Fields. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not really expecting anything from him um, the rest of the season at this point. I, I mean, maybe if Matt Nagy gets fired and they, you know, really change up the offense to actually play to his strengths, I'd be interested mm-hmm. again. Maybe. But, uh, you know, M- Matt Nagy is, um, I, I believe, quarantining right now. So maybe he's, uh, maybe they will uh, have to oh, I didn't, change oh, things I didn't, up a little bit. I missed that news. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, but Bill Lazor is the... Uh, uh, calling the plays lately yeah. anyway. So I would expect more of the same from Chicago. This is just a very unimaginative vanilla mm-hmm. uh, offense right now. And I, you know, I, I just don't see, like if they were going to build an offense around Justin Fields, um, they would have done it by now. So I, you know, I just thought maybe, I mean, maybe during a bye week or something, they could, they could drop some new plays, but Regroup. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> see it happening. Like in, in the course of, you know like the chaos of an NFL yeah. season. Like in in between weeks, they're not going right. to totally reframe the offense. So yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I really I don't want any part of of the the Bears passing game at all this week. Do you, do you like Debo this week? Yeah, I mean, how can yeah. you not like Debo? Yeah. Debo has been amazing. I you know I was a little slow. I'll admit I was a little slow to come around on Debo. I was just slower, because... so I'm I'm in. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just you know I I. I always thought he was a decent player. I, to me, he always seemed like a Percy Harvin type mm. of player, if you remember him, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is good. I mean, Harvin was a good player, but he was never, like, elite, you know? Um, so I think maybe, uh, I don't know, Debo so far this season has actually been elite. Uh, whether, you know, whether he can keep that up, I don't. when Kittle comes back, I don't know, but Kittle's not back yet. Um, he's he's got one more next week. Yeah. yeah well, next week, I think. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least one more week where, where Debo is the clear guy. I have him as my wide receiver six this week. So okay. I'm definitely, uh, res- res- I'm respecting what he's done so far yes. this season. I mean, it's, it hasn't just been like one or two big games. I mean, he's been consistently putting up huge numbers. So mm-hmm. I think at this point I, I just need to sort of adjust, uh, my expectations based on what he's doing. He's currently uh, second in fantasy points per game among wide receivers behind only Cooper Cup. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's even ahead of Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky guy. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Um, wow. Here's another mismatch. The Rams at the Texans, six and one versus one and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Texans will no longer have Mark Ingram after they traded him away to New Orleans. Yep. Uh, so there goes their chances of winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> out the window. Out the window. <laughs> no wonder the Rams are fourteen and a half point favorites. Um, but they get Tyrod yeah, Taylor um, back this week, I think. Yeah is that is that official? It's no, it's not it's official. Leaning, official. It's, it's moving. But it's that leaning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 could be a that could help them stay a little more competitive. Probably mm-hmm. not in this game, but maybe in future games. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the question is, are they going to trade Brandon Cooks? Because I, you know, he was not happy with the Ingram trade, uh, and it would only make sense for them to trade Cooks too if they can get some decent value back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, Tyrod Taylor may have nobody to throw to soon enough. <laughs> I saw I saw some tweets saying that um, that the Patriots should should pick him back up and he should go back to the Patriots since they're, you know, starting to move a little bit. And, um, Mac, you know, Mac Jones will have someone to throw to, although he, he, he has been throwing to people, but, um, yeah, I mean, they spent a lot of money to bring in, uh, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. So I don't know if they're going to want to trade draft picks for cooks, but you never know. Um, either way, I mean, this is a smash spot for the Rams, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, uh, Cooper Cup is uh, always <laughs> always a top mm-hmm. play at this point. Robert Woods would probably have a decent game too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Higby could I, have a good game. I really like Henderson in this one though. I think I'm waiting for Higby. Yeah, I'm waiting for the Higby breakout. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got like the the usage. Like he's playing a hundred percent of the snaps, which is rare at tight end. So um, you just figure at some point he's going to explode. Maybe this is the week. I mean, the Texans are really bad at defending tight ends um they they i think um, they give up the most fantasy points yeah um, uh second yeah. to jacksonville so, okay yeah. yeah all right yeah so yeah maybe this is a higby week i would confidently play any of those guys i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not quite in on on uh, van jefferson though i just um i don't know if there's enough snaps to go around and uh, they shouldn't really have to throw the ball that much mm-hmm. honestly against houston so 
Yeah, I think this is a backfield game. I think they, they'll get up and then, you know, Daryl Henderson and, and maybe you see some Sony Michelle as well, depending on the on the numbers. But yeah, um, yeah, this is a yeah, I agree. This is like the kind of matchup where you, you look at that that backup running back right. and say maybe they're an RB three flex type mm-hmm. and Michelle can be really productive when he's mm-hmm. on the field. So yeah. I like that call for yeah. sure. All right. Uh, we don't need to, to belabor that game any further. Uh, let's move on to Jacksonville at Seattle. Uh, um, you know, I think we did talk about Trevor Lawrence as maybe a decent streamer this week um, on our waiver wire show. I like him um, this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's decent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I, I love yeah. James Robinson, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, you have to play DK Metcalf. You don't necessarily oh, yeah. have to play Tyler Lockett, though. Mm-hmm. No, I think, yeah, Metcalf is really kind of the only, I mean, yeah, in terms of, like, pass catchers, you, I think you only really want um, Metcalf. It's just... Which I is sad, because this is I such know. a great matchup, right? I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. I mean, and it's just like, you just don't, and, like, the, the over-under is, like, 43 and a half points. It's like, yeah. this, this could be, like... I, and who knows? Maybe maybe it will be a shootout. I don't know, but I I just I think this is will be another low score. But I do really like Trevor Lawrence this week. They're coming off of a bye. Seattle is difficult to to, uh, to is a difficult place to play in. But um, I don't know. I like him. He's you know the his he had kind of been coming on strong a little bit. Um, you know, probably in about the, you know the past four games, three or four games prior to to the bye. So. Um, but yeah, I, I do like this for this game for James Robinson. Uh, Seattle's kind of giving up a bunch of points to running backs, and um, but I you know I also don't mind this this matchup for Marvin Jones. Are you still are you high in Marvin Jones this week, or are you just kind of like eh? I I'm, I've got him as like a wide receiver three, yeah. like maybe a higher end wide receiver three. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, Seattle actually hasn't been that bad against uh, wide receivers this season. They let me see, they've given up. Uh, yeah, seventh fewest uh, adjusted fantasy mm. points to wideouts. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. This game's weird because um, if it wasn't, if this game was in Jacksonville, I would be, I would be buying more bullish about the Jags because they're coming off a buy. Um, whereas Seattle, you know, is coming on a short week. They played on Monday night, so mm-hmm. I think that's a big advantage for Jacksonville. But this game's in Seattle, which is one of the hardest places for an opposing team to play and you know with a rookie quarterback in Seattle that's a little yeah. dicey you know what I, I mean know. yeah yeah so it's hard to it's hard to say I mean you know people always say good offense beats good defense um I think this game might be you know show that bad defense beats bad offense because <laughs> these defenses aren't great but uh like you said the over under on this game is not is not particularly high um you know I, I'm excited to play James Robinson I'm willing to play uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence or Marvin Jones um, on the Seattle side, yeah, like like you you have to play Metcalf, but it's you know not what it's not nearly as exciting as it was when Russell Wilson was around. And then you know Alex Collins is still the lead back in Seattle, and it's a it's an it's an appealing matchup. So I don't have a problem trotting him out as an RB two either. All right, let's move on to New England at the. Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Uh, this should be it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like how I've incorporated the, the Raiders to the Chargers? <laughs> yeah. The Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. 
yeah. I, I don't know what Chris Berman would think of that one. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the, didn't he used to call them the San Diego Superchargers or something? Oh yeah, I th- I yeah. I think that he did. Yeah, because that was yeah, his team yeah. too, right? Wasn't it the? Was it? Yeah, I, I think so. Know. I think so. I don't okay. know. Anyway. I, is he a California guy? I, I wasn't aware of that. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Like, I <laughs> you always seem like I an East Coast dude to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like he was a Chargers fan for some reason. Anyway. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't we all, though? Yeah. Um, all right. So 49 uh, point over under in this game. Chargers favored by five. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. I You know, I, uh, I'm i going to roll with the Chargers defense in one league. Um, I don't feel, like, amazing about it, but... They have a really great pass defense and a very poor run defense. So this is probably a really good week to play Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, the only concern there, of course, is if uh, if the Chargers run away with the game, Harris is not really involved as a pass catcher. Yeah. So um, you know they need he needs neutral game script to to kind of smash. But I still think just based on uh, the Chargers defense really having trouble against the run, I think Harris is a is a very high end RB two this week. I agree um, with that. Yeah, yeah, and then I don't really want anything to do with the Patriots passing game in this matchup. Uh, you know, the Chargers are just really good against the pass. They're uh, pretty much second to Buffalo as the the toughest pass defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with the Chargers, this I think you, you you know what you got here, and you you love to play all the guys. You're you're definitely playing Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and Austin Eckler and. Uh, Mike Williams is should be back to full health now, um, and coming, you know, they're coming out of a bye, so he should be good to go. And Keenan Allen, uh, so you know, it's kind of the main the main mm-hmm. guys there, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that we kind of know how how they operate, and like you said, they're coming off a bye, they're coming off that that loss to Baltimore, but I think that was more kind of a blip on the screen. You know, everyone is entitled to a bad game. I think they come back, and I think this will be a strong game for them, actually. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, are you are you interested in Jared Cook or I? You know, I wonder if maybe they start to have more of a tight end rotation there because Donald Parham has uh, been making some nice plays when given an opportunity. So I've lost a little bit of my uh, Cook confidence shine is in worn. Cook, but yeah, yeah, I still think he's like a decent streamer. Um, but you know, it's not a slam dunk. N- yeah, no, I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Um, yep. You think this is? Do you, you know, think, I, Do you think Winston comes through with his revenge game? <laughs> that's that's a good question. <laughs> I you know I think he's a I think he's an okay option. Um, you know, uh, it's you know Justin Fields <laughs> proved last week that not every quarterback will smash against Tampa Bay. Yep. You actually have to play decently. Um, yeah, I have Winston as my QB seventeen this week, so it's kind of like middle middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can stream him if oh. you can't find better options. But I have him at seventeen um, as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you there go. You go. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, New Orleans obviously is going to want to um, do what New Orleans does, which is you know try to keep Tom Brady off the field. I mean, the, the Saints have a good defense, but they're not going to stop this. They're not going to stop the juggernaut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the Saints are going to try to run the ball. They now have Mark Ingram in the mix as well, and he's going to play this week. So, um, you know, I think uh, 
maybe that that's probably good news for Kamara because uh, the the way they were using him, it didn't feel sustainable. Like he was going to break down at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now. I, you know, I, I don't know how much Ingram gets involved in the first game, but I do think he's going to have some RB3 flex um, potential hmm, uh, in this right offense. The if they, huh. Well, I just think if they can get back to what they want to do, he can basically beat Latavius Murray. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it looks like Taysom Hill is probably going to still be out, which does help Winston because it means Winston actually, you know, a lot of his value last week came from his rushing. Um which doesn't happen that much when Hill is in the in in the fold, so I think that does boost his floor a little bit. Uh, not having Taysom mm-hmm. Hill there, and also at the goal line, you know, it it, re- it removes that threat that Hill is going to come in and, and steal the touchdowns. Yeah. Huh. Do you are you buying? You know, do you think someone like Marquez Callaway will do well? I mean, if you know, if the Saints kind of expand their passing and increase their passing game, which they can do against Tampa Bay. You know, who do you think benefits from that? Yeah, I don't know. It it's should not, be I mean, Callaway. I just, I, <laughs> this not... is the last week that I am going to hold out any hope for Callaway mm-hmm. because uh, it just hasn't happened so far. And, you know, Traquan Smith returned last week. Uh, we do still expect Michael Thomas to be back mm-hmm. at some point, I think. <laughs> um, I have Callaway as my wide receiver 41 this week. So I'm, I'm not really. Um, eager to put him in a lineup i just think we haven't seen enough consistent production it's hard I mean, to trust outside of yeah i mean yeah. Uh, outside of like you know catching a hail mary and a few other big plays it's really been a lot of quiet uh weeks for for callaway yeah yeah we'll see i you know i'm really kind of skeptical of it's i do i do love a re- revenge game narrative i love it but i just don't um I think just with the kind of that limited passing volume that I feel like I've talked about a lot with 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 New Orleans, I just don't. I you know I don't know that that um, that this that this will happen. You know, and I think um, you know I guess to be fair, I think that the uh, Saints have passed more in the past uh, two weeks. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it works. I don't. But I tend to lean like eh, like I don't know if it's going to be a super strong game for Winston. And yeah, I would prefer hackers. like a, a, a Carson Wentz or Tannehill mm-hmm. um, to Winston. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's interesting because it's sort of like uh, Winston has been I mean, they, he's been incredibly efficient mm-hmm. um, in the red zone. And that so he's thrown a lot of touchdowns, um, not a lot of yards. So, yeah. you know, the touchdowns are probably going to regress some, but maybe the yardage picks up and makes and it kind of evens out, mm-hmm. you know, but either way, he's kind of like. You know, a mid-range QB two, really. Yeah. Uh, and then we haven't even. I mean, what do we even have what to say we, about Tampa? I mean, <laughs> do we, I mean, yeah. Antonio Brown is going to be out. It looks like for a while now. This is a more serious injury than it at first appeared. So, mm-hmm. um, Rob Gronkowski could be returning. It looks like he will uh, be this back, week. but I don't. Yeah. yeah so official. I'm excited about that. I, mm-hmm. you know, Gronk was like a top five tight end uh, before he got hurt, and uh, especially with Antonio Brown out, I feel like he could jump right back into a pretty sizable role. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I do think yeah. um, this might be a better week to play Godwin than Evans. I mean, Evans, um, you know, will probably get a lot of Marshawn Lattimore. And um, the last two times that Evans has uh, played in New Orleans, he's done almost nothing. So, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, that this might be – I mean, I – 
the upside, we saw the upside with Evans last week. He caught three touchdowns. So you have to kind of play him if you have him, but I have him more like a mid range wide receiver two this week. Mm, okay. um, I think Godwin might actually have the better matchup. Um, so I, you know, I would, I, I like Godwin. I like uh, Gronk this week. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's just like you don't, uh, sometimes, you know, it's like that we've talked about this before, kind of that high octane offense. Uh, you don't always know who's going to kind of really hit each week, but someone will. And there, there is a lot to go around over there. So, and you saw, you know, last week, you know, when you had, when you had Gronk out, um, and, uh, was someone else out last week. Uh, and basically you just saw, oh, and, and Brown, and you saw this offense just funneling up to, you know, Evans and Godwin. They just had, you know, really great games. So, um, yeah, we'll see. But it should be, I think, uh, your usual Tampa Bay. <laughs> you know, I always say, like, oh, Tom Brady threw, threw, had another four-touchdown game. Like, ho-hum. Like, okay, next. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? right. <laughs> so, He's only been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, what about Fournette? I mean, this is kind of a tough mm. matchup. Uh, that Saints defense is, is no joke against the run, but I still feel like he's going to end up getting a touchdown. <laughs> you know, for yeah, and, and we've kind of talked about like he's he's moved up our ranks um, a little bit because I think that he's just he is he is the he's the uh, you know main guy back there, um, and yeah, I think that he could especially if if they get up um, score a bunch of points. I think that uh, he could also play. Uh, I, I guess I would kind of have him as like a like an RB fifteen. Um, yeah, I have him so. in RB seventeen. Okay, yeah, yeah, like that range. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think he had a good day. Yeah. All right. Uh, Washington at Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Over under is forty four, uh, which is pretty low considering how bad that Washington defense is and how bad the Denver defense looked against Cleveland last week. I mean, they didn't give up that many points, but they didn't they didn't look good. Um, Mm-hmm. Broncos favored by three. You know, I like Bridgewater as a streamer this week uh, against the football team. I mean, that secondary is just atrociously bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bridgewater seems to be getting a little bit healthier. I mean, he, I think he's been pretty banged up over the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerry Judy so, returns and, this know, week. Jerry you know? Judy is back. So do yeah, we, are, are we you, fully are, buying in this week? or To Judy? You, yeah, and like the Jerry Judy. Uh, it's always a little dicey playing a guy right off of IR. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, this is the matchup to do it, you yeah. know. I I think he's a wide receiver three, for yeah. you know. Um, it's just it's a little more boom or bust mm-hmm. than it would normally be, given the matchup and, and the talent. But, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, if you've been holding him this whole time <laughs> and you don't have, like, you know, these stud, uh, you know, receivers in front of him on your team, I, I think it's all right to – put him right into your lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, um, like I said, you know, Denver has been having a ton of injuries with their linebacking core. So uh, they really struggled against the run last week. Dearness Johnson ran all over them. Uh, but, you know, it's this saga with Antonio Gibson's shin continues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I, the MRI he got, we never found out what happened with that. It's like, mm. You've heard of waiting for Godot. Now it's like waiting for MRI. Uh, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like next time my like wife asks me to do some work around the house, I'll be like, I'll do it when you know Antonio Gibson's MRI comes in. It's like, uh, do you think she would get the reference? Would she be like, uh, oh, okay. probably not. Probably <laughs> it's not, like, are you doing but, it now or when? <laughs> right, I'd be happy to explain that to her. Uh, um, but 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the Washington uh, running game is just kind of a mess right now. It's uh, you don't know. Uh, Gibson played a lot, you know, fewer snaps than JD McKissick last week. He's not really getting used at all as a passer, at the, as, a, as a pass catching back at this point. That's purely mm-hmm. McKissick, which makes sense considering Gibson is not fully healthy. Uh, you know, the reports seem to suggest that the stress fracture is no longer an issue, that that's healed, but that he still has a, a bone bruise in the shin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, we haven't actually heard what the MRI found, so it's all kind of conjecture. Um, I just don't feel I don't feel that much like I can trust uh, Gibson at this point. So I have him as my RB twenty six, mm-hmm. um, even though I do think it's a pretty decent matchup. McKissick is also kind of in that RB three range for me. Yeah, I this is kind of a nightmare, and I just you know I feel I like on one of my teams I have all I, you know I've I have Gibson, I have McKissick, and I even have Jarrett Patterson, but there's no way that I'm going to be putting in Patterson at this point. So it's like, I've kind of, I felt like, I, I feel like I've, depending on the weeks I've ruled either solely with Gibson or I'm like, well, he, you know, they may play him conservatively this week. So maybe I'll do a combo of Gibson and McKissick, you know, but that also hasn't worked out well. It's just, it's kind of been a headache. You don't really know how they're going to be using these guys. And honestly, I feel like un, until or unless uh, Gibson gets like really injured, I think they're just going to continue to, trot this backfield out as is, you know, and have... Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, like, once they're out of the playoffs, if they shut him down, you know? Yeah, that could could be a thing, too. But it's like, until then, it's just, fantasy-wise, it's it's a bit of a headache. It's a huge headache. Yeah. And, and, you know, people were drafting Antonio Mm -hmm. Gibson to be, like, a top-five running back this season. Like, that was in the realm of possible outcomes in people's minds heading mm-hmm. into the year and that's clearly clearly not happening yeah. uh this season yeah uh, what about you know a, and then he's, big ta- he's a good ta- good talent it just it's too bad about this shin thing yeah maybe next year you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and then you know the passing game I, at denver is not an easy it's not an easy matchup for the passing game for washington and uh you know um heineke's been very <laughs> hit and miss lately uh he still can provide that rushing floor so mm-hmm. you know he's a viable play in two qb leagues but uh other than mclaurin it's hard and you know ricky seals jones again like as long as logan thomas is out mm-hmm. ricky seals jones is a viable option but uh, beyond that it's hard to get too excited about anyone with washington no yeah it's just it's just mclaurin and ricky seals jones <laughs> yeah how about denver beyond judy um you know, I, the the running game continues to be an even split. It's the same. Um, yeah. yeah, it's same old, same old. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Do you think that Judy coming back um, takes a little bit of a hit for Sutton? I think it does a little bit. You know, I you know, I mean, it is like a very limited target tree over there. You know, in Denver, where you've got kind of Sutton and Fant, and now you've got Judy back. Because I think Patrick Patrick has kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it. Yeah. It just depends, I guess. It's still a little bit of a question mark because, like you said, he, since he's, it is a little, you know, unclear, you know, how they're going to uh, utilize a player, you know, coming off um, of injury. So you may not see a full, you know, he may not be um, kind of soaking up more targets than maybe he would in the next couple of weeks, I think, from Sutton. But um, I think you could see, I wouldn't be surprised if you do see that a little bit further down the line. I don't, I don't know about this week, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that Sutton. I think Judy, once he's back to, you know, his expected role mm-hmm. in the offense, is going to really kill Patrick's fantasy appeal mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Um, I do think Sutton and Judy can coexist, but you know, there was this big debate in the preseason, like which of them is the better receiver oh, right, for yeah. fantasy. It's, it seems and, so long uh, ago, but yes, I remember that. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know, and it still does mm-hmm. seem like Judy fits um, Bridgewater better, but. You know, it's worked quite well with Sutton. And, you know, Sutton's the deep ball guy. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I would lean Sutton until we see, see have reason to believe otherwise. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Sunday Night Football, Dallas at Minnesota. This should be a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Over under 55. Uh, Dallas favored by one and a half. Uh, I, I just, I love all the offense in mm-hmm. this game. I <laughs> You know, I want every everyone in this game, basically. I think it's going to be it. A very high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. I love both quarterbacks. Uh, I love uh, all four uh, top receivers. Um, I like I said with Tyler Conklin, I can even talk myself into the tight ends, Dalton Schultz as well. Uh, and I like the kickers even in this Ooh. game. Give me, give me Zerlung, give love. me Joseph. Yeah, okay. Greg, it's it's the Gregs. It's the battle yeah. of the Gregs. Greg <laughs> Zerlung versus Greg Joseph. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I uh, just I don't know what I don't know what to say. Running backs too, Zeke and Cook. What is there not to love? I mean, yeah, this is, this I mean is I'm just with you like on all fire of this. everybody up, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. And I don't, you know, I don't know, if, you know, if we need to get too nitty gritty or anything. I mean, just it's just like this will be a high scoring game. You've got Minnesota coming off of a bye. Uh, they're at home. I think that these these are two offenses that can move the ball both through the air and on the ground. And I think that you know everyone, uh, you should. Feel confident throwing everyone out there, I think. Yeah, I mean, both of these defenses are better than they were last season, but they're still not great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just middle-of-the-pack defenses that uh, that these high-powered offenses should be able to handle pretty easily. So, um, you know, we've been fooled before. We've had disappointing primetime matchups that mm-hmm. looked like shootouts um, this season many, many multiple times. So there's no guarantees in life, but uh, nope. this game is shaping up as a, a very fun and exciting game. And uh, I certainly wouldn't hesitate to play any of my, my key players on either of these teams. Yeah, yeah. I am with you. All right. How about the Monday night game? Your giants <laughs> yeah. are facing the, the chiefs. Uh-huh. Uh, the chiefs looked atrociously bad last week against Tennessee. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, is just he looks lost right now. I mean, you know, there are some metrics that show he's actually playing well this season, but watching it last week, it certainly he didn't look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it just seems like he is uh, trying to do too much, as we talked about on the last show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the widespread expectation is that the Chiefs get back on track here. I mean, they should, mm-hmm. right? They're playing the Giants at home. It could be a trap uh, game. This could be a trap. Whoa. <laughs> My God, you think so? Can you have a trap game after you just got like your butts handed to you no, the previous week? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, we've talked about this. He, the, the Chiefs just need to kind of get back uh, to their identity. He needs to just trust. Uh, you know, he needs to trust um, Tyreek Hill, uh, Kelsey, uh, Daryl Williams. You know, and he, you know, Mahomes can do what he wants to do, but he he shouldn't be trying to. Uh, Take, put the world on his shoulders, especially against the New York Giants, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I think he's just, like, uh, he's gotten frustrated and think and, like, he's, he's just assumed that he, 
Yeah, well, I think he's just like assuming he can do things that no one else can do and mm-hmm. that he doesn't like even if the defense is not giving him a certain uh, a certain route, uh, you know, pass route or something, mm-hmm. he's going to force the ball in there anyway and make it happen. And it's not working. So, you know, he needs to check it down if that's what they're giving. He needs to, you know, th- go through his reads and, you know, throw to the, the, the third receiver in the flat if that's mm-hmm. what's open. You know, it's just like. Just keep the ball moving forward, you know. You don't need to get, you know, 40 yards on every play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so hopefully hopefully that's, you know, what Mahomes will try to do in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I do like, Will, uh, you know, Daryl Williams a lot in this matchup. I think, um, you know, they should be able to control this game and run the ball much more than they did last week. Um, so I think it's a good rebound opportunity for him. And, I, you know, I'm still not worried about Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. I mean, even with the disaster last week, those guys still ended up getting decent numbers by the end. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't really see any kind of game script that could ruin their uh, their fantasy appeal. I agree. What do you think about the Giants? I'm, I think that Daniel Jones is a, is a uh, you know, QB1 this week. I have him, I think I have him at, as a Q, the QB12. Um, wow. I like him okay. this week. Um I think, uh, you know, he's got that mobility, um, and it is kind of always tricky. Like, he, you know, I'm not sure who, I'm not sure which wide receivers are playing this week. Who is it? We've got. I don't think the Giants are sure of it <laughs> It's either. like, depending on who is, who's playing, I think that um, they have a decent shot of having a good, good game. Um I still am not, I don't like Evan Engram. I don't, I know this is also, this could be a good game for him. He can get uh, certainly volume, but he just doesn't have, you know, kind of touchdown scoring upside. So I, I'm, I don't know. We've talked well, about Well, and he also only time. catches like one out of every three passes. Right. I just, you know, him, but so. I do like Daniel Jones. I think that, um, you know, I think that they're going to, you know, game script is going to dictate. I think they're going to be behind in this game. He's, he totally, he's a totally capable passer. He's got he's got some mobility, and um, I don't know. I like him this week as a, a QB one. Okay, so let's hammer in on that a little bit more. <laughs> uh, like, who are you starting him over Carson Wentz? I have him just above Carson Wentz. Okay, see, I would definitely start Carson Wentz. I just like Carson Wentz is playing great football right now. Uh, Daniel Jones is playing awful football right I, now. I, you know, uh, I. You know, yeah, I I have him one above Wentz. I mean, Daniel Jones has thrown one touchdown in the last three games combined, and I know they've had a lot of wide receiver injuries, but mm-hmm. uh, I just like I, I think just, it's, I, it's a good matchup. I think it's he, they're going. It to, is a good. He's matchup. going to have to be passing. He can run if he needs to. I just think that it, it's it's good for fantasy purposes. Okay, I have him as my QB sixteen, but okay. I'm taking guys like Wentz, Matt Ryan, Tannehill, and Teddy Bridgewater over Daniel Jones. I do have him one spot ahead of Jameis and two spots ahead of Trevor Lawrence, though. Okay. So uh, I can see I can see using Jones. I just I I just get really nervous about a player like him that's just been in you know uh, really kind of struggling lately, and mm-hmm. it's um, maybe getting all the receivers back and the matchup cures all the ills i mean we've definitely seen with daniel jones it's like he and taylor heineke both i mean they their highs are very high their lows are very low you know what i mean it's just uh it's a roller coaster rostering those guys and streaming those guys so if you get good danny dimes yeah he could be a top five qb for the week it's definitely possible it's just um he could also totally flame out again you know Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, no, for sure. I just, I, I believe in this, uh, this, this game script here, and I think that he can do it. I'm, I'm believing in him this week. Okay, well, you yeah. are a Giants fan, I'm so Giants you know. Fan. As far as the receivers go, I would. Uh, the only one I'm really interested in is Tony. I, mm-hmm. I think he's going to play, and it seemed like he was on the in the midst of a breakout before he got hurt. So, um, he's the one I'm. He's the one I'm excited about. I mean, guys like Shepard and Galladay, like you have to monitor their status because if they are healthy, then they definitely have wide receiver three potential um, and maybe need to be rostered uh, depending on your league format. But um, I wouldn't, you know, feel great about starting either of those guys, even if they are active. But Tony, uh, you know, I, I do think Tony has some breakout potential. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable with this, <laughs> but you know, someone like Adante Pettis, he got a touchdown last week. He's had 16 targets in the last two games. Um, I think that I don't know. He he. Could, well, who has to be out for you to start Dante Pettis? I make mean, some waves. Well, I mean, when you have well, I think you know with with Shepard out, Galladay out. Um, I mean, I do think Slayton. it will come. I well, I do think it'll come down to. Um, I think it'll be Tony and Pettis this week. I like, I really do, and um, huh. I think that. He could get some play. He's he seems to be the guy that they're going to at this point. I I don't love it. I'm completely surprised by this, but that's you know I'm paying attention. Listen, this is what they're doing. So I, you know I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I kind of feel like for me it's um it's like I said. I, I Slayton Slayton would be next um, after if I had to rank the their wide receivers in terms of my my like hope for them if they're healthy mm-hmm. and active it would be tony first uh shepherd probably second galladay third slayton fourth <sighs> i guess you'd have to go with pettis next and then colin johnson you know i it's like pettis colin johnson had a good game too remember uh back like a month ago it's just like i don't know they, they've had so many injuries i i think if um if at least two of of tony <laughs> Shepard, Slayton, and Galladay are active. I think Pettis goes back to the bench. But Possibly. if it's only like one of them, then yeah, maybe he's a sneaky play. I, he's like the only one who has like no injury issues at this point. So yeah, I don't know. True. It's something something to watch. You know, I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be. Um, I you know I don't have a ton of confidence in that, but it also wouldn't surprise me if he if he you know has a decent day uh, on Sunday. So. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Of, Man, ha- keeping up with uh-huh. injuries on the Giants and the Browns <laughs> has just been like exhausting. Tough, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Of you gonna ask about Saquon? No. Well, no. I was I was gonna say Booker. I mean, um, well, Saquon still has an outside chance of suiting up. Oh, is he? Uh, well, that was the latest. That was right. the latest reporting. Was that? Uh, it, actually, it was on it was on Sunday uh, before the game. Um, I think Ian Rappaport reported there was an outside oh. chance that Saquon could return in week eight, but most likely in week nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe Barkley, he, like all these other receivers we were just talking about, like was at practice yesterday, but mm-hmm. was kind of just off to the side with trainers. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to get a read on it. I I would guess he doesn't play. Um, so in that case, yeah, I mean, Booker, just based on volume, I suppose, is mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, you consider him, but you know, if the game script is like we expect, I mean, it seems like they're not gonna 
really have much opportunity to run the ball. But I guess Booker can also maybe catch yeah, some passes. So yeah, I have him as my RB24 right now. Do you have him over Antonio Gibson, or do you have Gibson higher? I actually do have Booker two spots ahead of Gibson. I just, yeah, because I feel like they're kind of close. Um, yeah. Well, I just think Booker is like he's going to play. I mean, if, if Saquon's out, Booker is definitely going to play more snaps than mm-hmm. Gibson. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to get more touches than Gibson. It's just a question of uh, if Gibson can be way more productive with his touches than than Booker. But um, right. I, you know, I think the matchup's also better for Booker, even though, like I said, Denver is dealing with injuries um, in their defense. But um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I hate to say it, but I do trust Booker more than Gibson at mm-hmm. this point if Saquon's out. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that, and I think it's just you know also game script this week. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, I think uh, I think that about wraps for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, please check out rosrankings.com. Uh, we've got our updated rest of season rankings uh, up on the site. Uh, we'll have our start sit articles up there as well by the end of the week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. And you can follow me at LK Auerbach. And as always, if you can rate, review, like, subscribe, ring that bell, all that fun stuff. Uh, it means a lot. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And good luck, everybody, in week eight. Good luck. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.